Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Okay, saying the word gimmick is like telling a child 
at a magician, you know, as the magician is pulling the rabbit out of the hat, oh, that's not magic. This was planned. When he motions the rabbit, he then goes under the table. The rabbit goes up into the hat, and voila, magic trick revealed, fuckers. I am shaking my damn head at that one, B-Train. I just cannot believe she dropped the G word of all words that all the other professionals know you do not drop on live TV. See, I would have laughed my ass off if she would have, you know, I don't care if she breaks kayfabe at this point. Because here's the thing. where <clears throat> Does that word still exist? In professional wrestling, does it? Because I, a lot of people, oh, she broke kayfabe. So the fuck what? People do it. Are people fooled now? Are people got you know? Some of some people have the IQ of twelve when it comes to watching professional wrestling. It's the ones that, okay, I'm gonna say this nicely. There are those of us who have been on the other side of the fucking fence, and we still are not experts. Okay. And then there are those who are dedicated fans, as I like to call smarks. The ones that are the ones that'll sit there and know every single bit of terminology and use it against you if you fuck it up. Then you have the marks, which I hate bringing this out, but when you have one that is in wrestling, as Ronda Rousey is, and and this is not to pre you know dominate the entire show, but. Let me point this out. When you do a promo on a professional setting, why would you drop the mic, pick it up, do it again? It's just as bad as when Sid Vicious was doing a promo on Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Here's the funny part about that one, folks. He ended up saying during the promo, "You'll be ha- your, your guys are just half the man that I am. And you, you also have half a you don't have half a brain like I do. Lady Lynn, that's, there's no irony in that statement. It's just pure stupidity. And um, Rhonda exemplified that. And she showcased her idiocy to the entire fucking audience. Global audience, that is. What's up? Speaking of audiences. What's up, UK, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, everyone? That's listening, United States of America. What's up? Shout outs all around the world. Yes. I gotta say, I think I think if they did some bad lip reading, like revamp of that, that would be hilarious. Like, oh, I guess I set my tea down. Nope, not tea. It's coffee, Karen, damn it. Or um <laughs> cause, like for real, she sat that thing down and I'm like if you sit the microphone on, then, like, I never understand how you can be that retarded. They said, well, if, if you were the one, what would you have done? Oh, put a microphone in Brian Rails' hand, and I'll make sure that I deliver the message, because that's what a promo's supposed to fucking do. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah, Ronda Rousey, dudes, Dudettes, whomever. She had a match as a beat the clock match against Sarah Logan. No fucking figure. That match didn't last long, folks, because it's about as long as, well, 
the average time it takes a human to piss. I don't think a minute and 25 seconds would be that long, but for Rhonda it might be. I mean, I don't know. And uh, Charlotte Flair, I think the main problem she had tonight in her match was she, I guess, was gimmicked to lose because everyone gets, or has gotten sick and tired of, um, well, been up and down just like her father. You know, people love him, they hate him, they love him, they hate him. Charlotte's the same thing. Uh, then you had Becky Lynch, a.k.a. the man, go in there, and, you know, Charlotte being a sore loser that she always is, uh, she gets, you know, she gives Becky a big boot. After that, Becky takes a little while, but she ends up pinning, or actually, well, submitting. No, no, you had it right the first time. It was a pin. It was a pin. Oh, yeah, it's a pin, my bad. But I think it's funny how Ron is like, you didn't win anything. It's like, okay, gimmick it, great, great. She stayed up on the uh, the rampway to see what a real winner looks like. And I am saying this because Becky Lynch is the most popular merch sale right now on WWE Shop. Uh, uh, next to Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, of course, and all the other t-shirts that are going on sale before Mania Week. And by the way, folks, 40% off tonight. That offer ends at 2 in the morning. So if you hurry, you can go to the shop. It's 30% off title belts, 40% off certain t-shirts. Those are limited you know, to certain selections on the shop. If you don't believe me, well, then you know, I'm not going to say my end phrase right now. But check it out, WWE.com. It's before Mania. If you don't like standing in lines, I hate lines with a fucking passion. But but I make the exception to the fucking rule because it's Mania. That's why. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yes. I'm not going in order, Lady Lynn, but the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, they had one of them, one half of them had a match. It was Sasha Banks versus Natalia, I believe. Yeah, Sasha Banks ended up winning because, well, actually there was no contest because Nia Jax and Tamina Snuka decided to uh, get involved before the match ended. No, well, yes. Could it be that Best Phoenix came out of retirement? And uh, we saw what the Glamazon is capable of. She looks like she has not lost a step. Don't you think so, Lady Lynn? <laughs> People say she has ring rust. I say, what ring rust? The Glamazon has still got moves that she had in the Attitude Era. Thank you very much. Yeah, because uh, Tamina was the victim of the glam bomb tonight, folks, and um, it's nice to see her come out of retirement instead of, uh, well, <laughs> being at the announce booth with uh, Renee, which there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah, Samoa Joe faced Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's farewell. Sure, who cares about Boren Corbin's match? Honestly, dude. <laughs> Honestly, 
He's like, well, you know he's facing me in Corbin at WrestleMania. I don't think so, because there's not just memes that are pointing out Baron Corbin's not a bad person, trust me. However, you know, as a wrestler, dear God, he emits emotion from the crowd. He's the only one, aside from Daniel Bryan, and Vince, of course, Vince always gets, you know, booed out of the building, but hey, that's his role, right? The villain boss. <laughs> yep. But <laughs> I, uh... All I have to say... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead, Lady Wim. Go ahead. All I have to say is for that match, people that are going to Mania, bring your pillows and blankets. You'll need them. Unfortunately, they don't allow pillows or blankets, but I'll try and makeshift on the seat. There's got to be a really big fat guy that always sits next to me, so I just make his belly a pillow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they have throw blankets in, in the superstore, but if there is one, <laughs> they can't. They cannot deny stuff is built from as long as it's put in the clear plastic bag. Well, I hope you have big ones because. Well, you know, they said they, there were rumors reported on the site saying that John Cena was to face Kurt Angle in the retirement match. I don't know how they're going to work that in, but watch, folks, watch. WWE will manage to put that. In there. Trust me. They always do when it comes to John Cena. They always got to shoehorn him in somehow. Hasn't he had enough WrestleManias? Seriously, B-Train, are you with me? I, uh, well, let's see. The manias that attracted fans to John Cena, let's see here. 20 through about before Rock and Cena. And then after that, if you haven't watched One Night Stand or ECW One Night Stand, just ask those fans what they truly feel about John Cena. They will express to you through words. I cannot say all of them, but I do remember being at Hammerstein Ballroom when this event occurred. The reason why we say, have we had enough, or she asked me if I have had enough uh, Cena's for WrestleMania. Uh, folks, I've been going since WrestleMania 20, not con- well, not consistently, but consistently basis and starting, you know, WrestleMania 29. And ever since then, I still wonder why in the fuck they place people. It's because it was a draw, right? You know, like Hogan and Rock. Rock's not the problem. And Cena certainly hears it all the time. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, I suck. What makes it worse is to market a shirt that reads Cena, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Some fans won't get why that upsets me. I don't honestly care for John Cena anymore. I mean, he was appealing through certain manias, and yes, he entertained the crowd, and yes, he does make a wish, whatever. Not knocking the guy on that aspect. I am just going to say, was never really a hardcore Cena fan. Nor was I, B-Train, nor was I. We, okay, imagine, folks, if one team wins a championship 18 gajillion times like the New England fucking Patriots. The only fans that appreciated them tonight was from Boston, right? You know, Sasha Banks' hometown, whatever. Boston, uh, <laughs> as she likes to call it. 
Oh, oh, Sasha. You know, she's a fighter, and hey, you know, I, uh, yeah, I like the hat that Colin was wearing tonight. I thought it was great. I am, you know, obviously, you know, where I'm from, it's either you're a stupid Mets fan, and I don't care if I offended Queens, because that's the least of my worries. (laughs) Because here's the thing, folks. He wore a Mets hat in Philly. I don't care for the Phillies either, even though they've been to, you know, a few World Series here and there, whatever, who cares. You will not ever have 27 world titles. And, yes, I sound like Paul Heyman, and yet Paul Heyman gets the John Cena treatment, boo cheer, boo hiss. So, you know, we focused on certain aspects of the show that were important, right? Okay, well, Paul Heyman keeps trying to um, diminish Seth Rollins or make him sound less important. He's like, you know, you're supposedly everybody's answered prayer. Seth Rollins, you know, basically comes up the ramp and says, uh, we're going to take a trip to Super City. We, that's right, and I am not praying for anything. I am the answered prayer for everyone's answered prayer. (laughs) He holds up the microphone to the entire crowd to say, burn it down. But, you know, I've always wondered, Lady Lenny, since I have Hmm. A former associate of mine, Kurt Gannon. Still, I am associated with Lexus out there. I mean, okay, so you got your basic suplex. Forgive me, I don't know that many wrestling terms or wrestling moves for that matter. Let's see. You've got German. You've got butterfly. You've got double arm underhook. Well, yeah, that's basically the butterfly. You've got T-bone. You've got the side suplex. You've got the German. You got the Northern Lights. There, you've got the corkscrew or the Spanish Fly, which is basically a suplex off the top rope. I'm not saying Kurt Angle has to perform every suplex in the book. What I am saying is, if you're going to call it Suplex City, my God, man, you would you would not need a GPS to take a German that's basically a throw-release German. That's basically all Lesnar does. And it makes more money than Land and I put together. Why? Because the company pays him $12.5 million bucks. I'm not making this number up. And what's the guy only show up once every couple of months? He only shows up maybe four or five times a year, and that's only to defend his title on the big-name pay-per-views. Screw the small names. He wants WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam. Am I missing? No, because he makes the big bucks. So, like I said, you know, some people might tell us, well, why are you guys complaining? Because you're not making the money. Okay, how many shirts or units has Lesnar pushed out? I'd like to know. Because, not, I mean... The only reason people chant is because they get to hear that, oh, yeah, we started this chant type thing. But further forward, you know, fast forward that, Lesnar's sales are, I don't know, moderate? I wouldn't say dwindling, but the exact numbers 
are yet to be found on his t-shirt sales and how many units he sells per week. So how does the fucking payroll work? Well, uh, let's see here. You can go and research this stuff on Google, folks, or go to Forbes.com, and it'll tell you that Brock Lesnar makes $12.5 million. And he was advertised at one point, it was either 16 or 17, where he was advertised to show up on the show, and um, it was quite embarrassing because Roman Reigns had to cover for him. That's not the only time. The fact that he shows up periodically is a crock of shit. And some may say, well, it's because he's got a family, he's got a life. You should understand that. Gee, I'm sorry, I don't have kids, but I do have a family. And if push comes to shove, yes, family does come first. Yes, certain obligations do come first, advertisements or commercials or whatever endorsement you're doing. But my God, dude, I've said this every fucking other podcast, and everyone's like, well, I just won't listen to you. Okay, well, you know what? Here's what I'm going to say about the whole Lesnar situation. If you bring somebody back and they do you like that, I wouldn't bring them back. Plain and fucking simple, dude. It's not that hard of concept to understand because you're supposed to be defending the championship every 30 days or at least one or two house shows where you keep the fucking title unless story says to do otherwise. Or this, you know, builds or whatever telling you, telling you to do this. Or creative wants you to go this direction. So whatever direction they want you to go, you go. But my God, dude, he's not legend. Yes, he beat The Undertaker. Yes, he put down a few superstars that are our ultimate favorites, like The Rock. Hogan, maybe not so much, but putting down guys like... Jericho and putting down people that are no longer with WWE. That's fine. I get it. You know, you gotta pass the torch. Passing the torch to Lesnar was like, can we just burn our entire establishment? Just take the torch, dip it in kerosene, or, you know, dip it in fuel that's on the ground. Just toast it with gasoline and light a match. Because the reason why it's frustrating, folks, is because the only credible fucking championship on Monday Night Raw, or championships, I should say, let's see. You have your choice between the Revival. Or, you know, you have your choice between the Intercontinental Championship, which, again, I'm going to skip us. Oh, yes, Lashley and Jinder Mahal versus Finn Balor, who now gets to go, gets to get a golden ticket to go to WrestleMania Lab Blasters. Okay. I'm going to say this. It's amazing. You know, Kofi Kingston goes through five men. Ben Bauer has to go through literally, well, it looks like a four-on-one handicap match. Um, is there something you're trying to say about small talent? Not to say that big, it's just 
<laughs> Somebody must really not like the fable of David and Goliath and how that ends. For those of you who are not a biblical folk, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't care. If you never heard the fable, David versus Goliath, please read. The other not thing that hard to do. Yeah, it's not that hard to do. You know, Lashley as the Intercontinental Champion, I'm guessing they did this because they needed something for WrestleMania. Tim Bowers, you know, one of the people that came up from NXT alongside Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe did come close to beating Kurt. It's just he got his shoulders pinned in the mat. Kurt ended up upsetting him one, two, three. Balor just took advantage of some miscues by Lashley and, you know, Jinder Mahal. The Singh brothers interfered at their comeuppance. Then Balor goes over the top with a suicide dive. So, you know, grabs Jinder Mahal, coup de gras off the top, one, two, three, now Mr. Bowler's going to Mania. <clears throat> oh, well, eventually, Lady Lynn, I think, in my humble opinion, I don't know if I'm alone, I think Finn is deserving of uh, a universal championship shot. Maybe, just maybe. He was the inaugural Universal Champion, after all, was he not? Or am I mistaken? Am I remembering that wrong? No, I don't think I am. I think uh, what we're trying to remember, folks, is the last time Raw actually had a champion that showed up. Oh, wait, that was Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns did a hell of a better job as champion than Brock. Pork laser ever could. The reason, folks, for the substitution of the name is because well, you may have booed Roman. I was, I'm going to admit, like John Cena, I was not the biggest Roman Reigns fan either. However, I do agree with his, uh, well, his assessment. Of Mr. Lesnar, we always like, well, are you going to defend that bastard? Right, come on, I show up every day, every day for work. I'm here with you guys. I'm in the trenches. Lesnar doesn't care. He doesn't care like Rousey. Rousey says she does, really. So upping the ante with her character, making her out to be this uber bitch, fine, whatever, I don't care. If she leaves, if she takes time off, that'll be a welcome sight. I'm hoping they go with that. It'd be stupid if they didn't capitalize. I, you know, Rousey and Lesnar, let's see. Rousey shows up to work. She just doesn't do it right. There's a difference. She shows up because we want people to show up, right? But if you, her training, who fucking, who is training you? Especially on the road, whatever. Who, that's the biggest question right now. Who? Who trained her? Like, honestly, like, the, me and my friend watch this show on occasion when I can due to my work schedule, and I'm starting to think, my God, who trained this lady how to talk? Did anyone? Did anyone train her? I, An amateur? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure... 
no, no, you're fine. She's right. She is an amateur because if you pick up the microphone and have no shred of, like, what a cue is, you know, it's like go back, you know, continue the promo. Like, please, uh, you know, understand, being a worker, promos are your bread and butter no matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a wrestler, manager, well, referees don't promo, and if they did start doing that, uh, it'd have to be either a crooked referee like Nick Patrick or something to make sense for a referee to promo. Anyways, folks, Raw wasn't the greatest tonight. It wasn't bad. At least it got its message across that, what the hell... Lesnar may show up because it's near that time. Oh, what is it? WrestleMania. We'll just have to wait and see if he deems it worthy to show up. Where are they going to be next Monday night? Do you recall? Well, let me see. If they're anywhere near L.A. or Minneapolis, he might actually show up. But I'm going to check the location, Lady Lynn, and see exactly where <clears throat> it is going to be. Okay. So today was an Allen Tennessee here. That's April 19th, you goobers. Okay, <laughs> so... Get it right, my freaking monkeys in the truck. Good lord. Okay. Well, you know what? SmackDown Live tomorrow is going to be in the Mohegan Sun. Boy, they sure are going a lot in the East Coast. I tell you that tonight they were in Boston. Tomorrow they'll be in the Mohegan Sun. Okay. So I'm looking at the schedule, folks, for next week on Monday Night Raw. It's see here, a week from tonight, we're going to be in April, oh, it's going to be in the Capital One Arena, so, (laughs) oh goodness, if Lesnar shows up there, that'd be great, I don't know, I have my doubts that he will, we'll probably get a message from his advocate that he couldn't show up for some dumb bullshit reason. See, so that's near, okay, that's Batista's hometown. Lesnar's gotta show up. Come on, that looks bad on the company if they advertise him and he doesn't show up. Don't say, you know, there's no, as JR said, if you want to leave, there's no anchor tied to your ass. Been saying that to Lesnar <laughs> for a whole you know, a whole month and a half. So, by the way, folks, I haven't really... Oh, yes, I have. I've revamped the rails uncensored because it's about that time when you buckle up your fucking seatbelt. If you have children, I suggest you put headphones on them. And if they're listening to my show, may God have mercy on your poor souls because I have no fucking filters. In my brain, when it comes to letting loose on, you know, certain subjects, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's fucking fugly, 
I'm gonna let you fuckers know, alright? So keys in the truck. Get to it. You heard him, monkeys. Get it. <laughs> company is, you know, oh my god, we're going to war. It, what does this have to do with tonight's Monday Night Raw? Well, folks, it's been a long time since World Wrestling Entertainment has competed with another company head-to-head. The last company to do so almost, you know, drove WWE to its knees, not really, and some people say, well, you're pro WWE. No, that's not the case. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone to Wrestling Revolver. Otherwise, I wouldn't, you know, Evolve is associated with WWE, but it's PWG. People don't know this, but good old Brian Rails used to go to other worldly events. Unfortunately, I went, you know, I, I say unfortunately because CZW reminds me of... ECW 2.0. And I will, you know, why? It's the hardcore, you know, with certain names that come out of there, like Rich Swan or um, they're claiming the same as, you know, Ambrose and some of the cruiserweights like Noam Dar. And um, the point is, you know, Monday Night Raw, if it had competition, would it be the same? I don't know, and I can't tell you from a creative perspective. But I can tell you that Lady Lynn and myself used to remember the days when you take... (laughs) If you would take it and put it into the VCRs, the one for Monday Nitro and label the tape label on the end of the tape, and then one for WWE Raw. And I just want to sit there and tell you, sometimes the tape wouldn't record all of it, so you'd have to record some of the stuff on TNT. Oh, like, In the Heat of the Night, or Matlock, or whatever was on fucking TNT that night. Now, it's sad. I remember when uh, WCW, yeah, they never came, they never went to Madison Square Garden, which would have been huge. So... Again, what does this have to do with WWE Monday Night Raw? It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was one of those shows that made you think, okay, I can look forward to next week and hopefully we have something decent. Hopefully. By decent, I mean, dude, for three hours to fill in the program, they had a last man standing match, which wasn't bad. Okay, it actually had a story between Ambrose and McIntyre. Uh, as always, you know, there's going to be some underlying factors to the match, like Ambrose getting whacked with a kendo stick, getting smashed with steel steps, getting the Claymore kick, and he 
I give him this. I give this, you know, to Dean Ambrose. Holy shit, dude. He took a lot of punishment, and you almost got up from a Claymore kick. Props to you, dude. Um, the women's match between Sasha and Natty was kind of lackluster, in my opinion. Natty, you know, it's not that they didn't care. It's just I think the placement of the match was kind of like, okay, we have this match, so <clears throat> we're just going to put it in the middle of the card. I, I'm not sure why they just – they're probably saving all of that, you know, for WrestleMania 35. But uh, I'm super impressed with Beth Phoenix. Got Tamina up in the glam bomb, which was pretty cool to see. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Triple H's promo. I thought he was uh, trying to give his pocket some loving. Said the pocket made it easy for me. You know, it's the Mike guy trying. You know, he's being brutally honest. Like the Mike guy gave me the microphone that Batista spit into from last week, or tried to fool me into doing. I'm, you know, it's been a minute since Triple H just broke. I wouldn't say broke character, but was just himself. So, to me, like, the whole entire promo tonight was like, well, you want me? Fine, you have all of me. I I don't know, Lady Lynn. Like, to me, it was... At least he didn't pick up the microphone. You know, and, or you just go back and say it because you forgot. That was the feeling <laughs> I got with Ronda Rousey. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. That'd be like going on stage on Broadway and in the middle of the song, just completely stop where you're in the middle of the chorus and Lion King and just walk away and then come back. Circle up. For, you know, pause, walk away, lie. <laughs> I have personally never been to a Broadway show, but I have a feeling you would get booed off the stage in a heartbeat if you pulled something like that. It's funny to think of, but it's like, what the hell? Oh, now remind me. It reminds me of this scene in Seinfeld, folks, when the girl who replaced Bette Midler, she, okay, one of her laces on her boots was completely it was just not tied and she's okay can we stop my boots untied and they booed her ass off the stage like (laughs) i mean i can think of a lot of crazy fucked up analogies to compare ronda rousey to is she a bad person in real life hell guys i okay Meeting someone is not the same as knowing someone, but yes, I have met Ronda Rousey at TakeOver New Orleans. She even said, nice sign. Although I don't think my friend was paying attention, I think that's what she said. She's like, oh, you know, she gave thumbs up, whatever. I'm sure she does that to a lot of fans. But, my God, woman, if you're, I who, you know, am still learning about promos, knows 
that if someone gives me a WWE microphone and you are on live air, wouldn't it make sense for you to hold the microphone instead of put it down instead of playing hot potato with it? Every promo I've seen, and I've seen hundreds of them, when they drop that mic, they're done. I don't ever see them go back and pick it up and start talking again. So, like I it's said. Like, <laughs> it's probably if you saw somebody all the way up and through Gorilla, because Gorilla is the position, folks, where, okay, basically the backstage area, for those of you who are smart, but oh my God, I can't believe he mentioned Gorilla. Yes. Because once upon a time, good old Brian Rails was an extra, and you got briefed where the you know the placements are for WWE, so that you don't look unprofessional when you do this shit. I don't I get it. You're supposed to come to your brothers and sisters' aid. However, it is not unprofessional of me to point out that she put down the mic as if she was putting out. A big fucking cigarette or a cigar. And they're like, what would you have done? First of all, I would have not put the microphone down. I just would have, to add dramatic effect, I would have walked out of the fucking ring if I didn't have a match. Jesus flipping Christ. And those people who think that, oh yeah, wrestling's, wrestling's fake. Thank you. For exposing it further with the word gimmicks involved in your promo. Well, I'm sure she had this gimmick, blah, 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 blah. And people, they booed your ass. Did you not hear them? They booed you. And that's not a bad thing because you're, okay, supposedly the baddest bitch on the planet. What the fucking do? You can do an arm bar. So can Oscar and so can Becky. But, you know, it's hilarious to me how <clears throat> quickly people forget that Ronda Rousey was brought in. Why? Because she was a big name. And Becky was right. I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. Truer words were never spoken. Because. Honestly, if I'm sitting at home watching this crap, I think it wasn't good until Becky came out and she gave she gave the fans not just points to look under, but whenever doing a promo, you don't just straight up tear someone down because then what credibility do they have left? I learned that. From Monster Factory I was not, I've never been a student there But at Super Camp They said why didn't you learn that in your other training Because Where I used to train They didn't quite teach that They just Threw you up there and said Here say this But even then At least during that time period I never And I mean Ever would have dropped a microphone in the middle of the ring during a promo or said the word gimmick because what in the fuck? 
ran through those those words ran through my head thinking Jesus flipping Christ what are you doing that's that's just as bad as when Sid Vicious told me and Gene Okerlund can, it, can I do it over no you're on live air and even Gene God rest your soul said what the fuck do you think this is Please, folks, come on. I, you want me to be brutally honest? Okay, Monday Night Raw wasn't bad. There are some good points to it. I did, you know, I didn't totally tear down the show. But when people say you can't say this, say this. You know what my response to you is? The instant middle finger comes out, and well, let's see. The three favorite words that Danny Cage likes to speak when people are making fools of themselves. Go fuck yourself. Amen to that. Amen, brother. Because if you're watching a wrestling show, you're going to think, okay, what if it brought kids to the show? My nephews, for example, who one is six and the other one's four. And Rhonda picks up the microphone. They're just going to laugh at her because she picked it up. She stopped. She put it down. It's real simple. Why not just walk out of the fucking ring to add dramatic effect? And then, you know, you come out. But then, you know, if you're waiting on Becky, well, that's easy. They're like, go and save the drowning Rhonda. That's probably what they told Becky. Because, honestly, those three working together next week in a six-woman tag match against the Riot Squad, um, <laughs> good luck with that. The concept I is, don't... you know, you don't what? I don't know about you, but I have a feeling things are going to go south in that match very quickly. But the track record that those three have... Yeah, that's like teaming. Okay, folks, <laughs> you know how in the Pro Bowl they put teams together. That is like putting someone who really, really hates one another on the same team, but they grin and bear it because they know they get paid. The The problem is with Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky – they're fighting for that championship called the Raw Women's Title. Gee, I wonder how quickly it will implode. Unless by some miracle they make them work as a team because every fan and their mother is expecting that team to implode. Everyone's expecting it doesn't mean it's going to happen or might possibly mean it's going to happen because everyone expects it. In which case, predictable. Well, maybe not. I mean, like I said, you never know what their what direction creative is wanting to go with this whole ordeal. And if I'm not mistaken, the only thing left for uh Becky, uh, for Becky to do is just uh, add salt to the wound by if she gets a pinfall or a submission, if Rhonda gets the submission, come on, at least it makes Rhonda work 
to be honest with you folks, because ever since she's been in WWE, yeah, she trains on the road. That's her excuse, and I realize why they didn't put her down in NXT. It's because that may have been a you know marketing conflict. We brought in Ronda Rousey, but she put her in NXT. I get it, but you need that style of training. You need to have you know to maybe have groomed her for about three to four months. And then put her in a real match situation. But right away, folks, she was thrown to the fire. WrestleMania 34. Well, you can't really say thrown her to the wolves. Well, she, you know, Triple H made her look good, honestly, in the match. That was all Triple H. Ronda, then after that, she, Jesus Christ. Her match against Nia, you and I, yeah, we were there. Mm-hmm. We folks saw Rousey <clears throat> get completely tossed like a rag doll by Nia Jax. And there were some moments of the match that just, as a former worker myself, not, you know, I'm not a former WWE worker, but I'm a former worker. When you look at her taking bumps, Obviously, you're not going to do it perfect the first time around. I get that. But when you put her full speed ahead in a match, because you, as a company, want to show the world that you can cross over from UFC to professional wrestling, she ends up being defeated because why, Alexa Bliss? Thank you, dearest. Alexa Bliss, but then, oh no, folks, Alexa holds it for two months and then drops the title to Ronda Rousey in six minutes. It's Some say, why are you complaining about length? How would you like to sit at Barclays hearing, boo, you fuckers, out loud for that match? People were just, you built that match up, but you did nothing with it. You did nothing. You did not do the fans a favor by having Rousey just completely obliterate Bliss. That match was not the hype that it was. It did not live up to the hype that it was given. Not at all. Alexa barely had any offense, like most of Rousey's opponents. They barely have any offense. Sarah Logan was lucky to get anything in. He got maybe a drop kick to the gut, maybe a few uh, moves here and there. But other than that, folks, trust me when I tell you, um, watching a Ronda Rousey match, I'd rather light a small fire with a magnifying glass. I hit the right prism. I go out in the woods. And I burn a few ants in the process because my vision isn't the best. And then I fucking light a fire with a magnifying glass. Because that's more entertaining than watching a Ronda Rousey match. Um, because if she does things that are not so appealing to the masses. Is she a good employee? Probably because she shows up. But there's a difference between showing up and doing just a, you know, a mediocre job versus... 
showing up and doing an excellent job, you know, like Becky Lynch or even you got to give Charlotte credit. Um, she, she shows up regardless and she, let's see here. Holy crap. She's won that raw women's championship several times. I think, thank you, Sasha, for going back and forth with, uh, well, with Sasha mainly for a whole almost a full year and a half. But the point is, folks, if you don't if you don't like Becky, then I'm sorry. You know, you don't like Becky. And uh, I have a friend of mine who is like, oh, I like Ronda Rousey. Okay, well, that's you know, cool beans. I don't doubt people for liking who they like. However, I will tell you and express to you. That it was a split, split crowd. You know, at SummerSlam, Lady Lynn, I did make crack a joke. I said, "Says, what do you think Ronda Rousey belongs?" I said, "You know, with the rest of the dogs at the pound, <laughs> parking at the gates and begging for scraps, right?" Well, yeah, because the other women had to work their way up through NXT. I feel that Rhonda was thrown in there because she's a, you know, she's a name. I get that. It just, it annoys me when people say, well, <clears throat> you can't complain because you don't make the money. And I've said this point several times. You know why? Because I'll say it again. If you were the one that paid for a ticket to sit in the audience, would you want to be entertained by someone who has three to six minute matches. No, I think at about that point, I would be visiting the merch stand or the concessions. That's time better spent than stuck sitting in my seat watching that match. Because we all seen a Ronda Rousey match, and it's... Wow, this is going to... Not paying me to say this. Okay, so what style matches a John Cena? What style matches a Roman Reigns? What style matches um, an Alexa Bliss or any other superstar that comes through those through that curtain? Gee, let me answer that for you. We know what kind of match we're going to get with John Cena, even though it's boring as fuck. In some instances, and you know, some instances he had good matches. In some instances, he had bad, but. If he ever had a squash match, it was against The Undertaker. And, okay, we all understand why it was a squash, because Cena was talking trash, and The Undertaker just decided to make quick work of John Cena. Roman Reigns. A lot of you complained in the past, though, he does the same moves. He's basically John Cena, but with longer hair. Well, my response to you is, that you feel foolish now because Reigns admitted to the world, hey, I have leukemia. Personally touched a nerve with me, B-Train, because my aunt had suffered from leukemia. She overcame it exactly the same as Reigns did. And you know, folks, we know what style match we're getting means. Okay, fans can expect this match, but, you know, at certain events, at certain pay-per-views, 
this is exactly, you know, why we say you have to give us something is what I'm getting at. You're not obligated to, you know, because, you know, we don't pay your salaries. We don't. But all you owe us, and Lance Storm said it best, is all we owe, you know, all we owe you guys is a good show. We're not getting a good show from Rhonda because it seems like she's the hot button topic. Well, if you're talking about her, she must be doing something right. No, the fuck she's not. Let's just call it like it is. People say I'm stepping on toes and I'm being disrespectful about Miss Rousey. How about you talk to her husband about punching a security guard when, in fact, have you noticed he's not allowed at ringside because the fucker, I mean, my God, dude, even if it was planned or not, he's still, I wouldn't want to be on the other end of a punch to the face from some dude I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get involved in the show. Wow. Must not take very much training for the two of you to realize you treat extras like that. No wonder, you know, talents like we never had an issue with Ronda Rousey. Oh, man, how naive could that comment be? Like, we've never had an issue with Ronda. I get it. You know, outside the ring, she's probably a sweetheart. When you don't know, not just promos, it's not just that area of focus. But if she were a champion, how, you know, what defines a champion? Someone who not only shows up to work but does the job not just accordingly. The Raw Women's Champion, let's see, Trish Stratus, Lita, China, Ivory, Michelle McCool, eh, depends. Maurice, she was hard to love and, you know, hard to get, you know, behind. But she at least knew how to work a wrestling match. When it comes to winding down this show, I'm just going to leave you guys with this. You bring in a big name, expect to get heckled, man depending on how that big name handles the spotlight. Rhonda, thus far, she cannot handle any sort of criticism. Not one. And I sat there, folks, you know, and this is not about me, but an example, okay. If I was to sit there and not take and learn from Monster Factory what I learned about promos, I don't think I'd be talking right now because if I just, it, it seems like she's the type, you know, she sells at everything, she gets all A's, whatever, but when it comes to just freestyling something, there's some people that cannot cut the mustard, and she, and I'm not saying every promo has to be freestyled and off the cuff like that little rat Enzo Amore, but... <clears throat> The point, the point is, folks, give us an entertaining bit of shit. Entertaining bit, not comedy routine, but just point us in a direction where you want to point the audience and just fucking set sail. Don't sit there. 
keep grabbing the mic because you were off cue and you didn't, re- you know, recall in your head when Becky was going to come out, which I'm pretty sure Becky was probably laughing her ass off about what was going on during Monday Night Raw tonight in Boston, Massachusetts, of all horror story places to have a show. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to add my input because Mania is where? It's in Jersey, yes. But um, I think we all know it says New York on the first bit of tagline. <clears throat> Anyways, folks, that'll do it for tonight. Thank you for joining Lady Lynn and myself, the brand new co-host of Wrestle Radio Network, joining the Wrestle Radio Network family. Join me and Granny Hulkster tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I love some of you. I hate some of you. <laughs> tomorrow, you know, uh, love you always. Not singing any orphan, but Jesus Christ, that would have been more fucking entertaining than Ronda Rousey. Anyway. Anyways, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it, Lady Lynn. And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn has to say, call me biased. Call me hypocritical, call me closed-minded, call me what you will. But don't call this lady crazy. Dig it. See you fuckers tomorrow. And I don't think I'm going to apologize for the non-PG language. If you got offended, well then, shove it up, you know, shove it up your ass and blow it out your asshole. I got to go to bed. Dig it. <laughs> Now see the coast of person.